Things are just better. Hey, Wicker. Hey, you stand there, Mama. What's up? But when it comes to things that really matter in life, I think all of us know that better is a perspective. It's very subjective. You know why you think some people's lives are better than yours? Because you see the part that they show you. They might have a better house, but I wonder what goes on inside. And see, you don't know which one's better. Oh, if you live long enough, you will find out that some of the people you spent so much of your time envying were secretly miserable. Yeah. Better is a perspective. Better is not necessarily something that you can measure from what you can see with your eyes. But we all live in this world like, uh, you gotta get the iPhone, what is it? 11 that just came out? But I gotta get it. I don't even like the text I get now from people on the old one. No, it's better. It's got a camera that can see through people. It can put x-ray vision. It's better. Oh, I got it. It's better, you know? It's interesting because the writer of Hebrews, he goes all the way back to get the people to move forward. He goes all the way back to get the people to move forward. He knows the only way that they're going to move forward in their faith is if they go backwards. Go backwards. Better. I thought I'd be better by now. You are. Look where you started. You remember when you weren't even going to church? Look at you now. You got a pin. You're gonna steal it, but at least you stole it from a church. That's better. Touch somebody say, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. If you could see my bloodline, I'm doing better. If you could see the thoughts that I didn't act on. Oh, for real. If you could see the temptations yes. that I did resist. Yes, Lord. I promise you, I'm doing better. Yes, Father. See, it's subjective. And it's relative. Better compared to what? Every time I preach, I know because I am a number one. That the sermon could be better. Of course. I'm speaking on behalf of God the gap between what he knows and what I say will always be a pretty big one so I understand that it could always be better and that torments me sometimes truly it does because a lot of times you know I get used to doing things a certain way R remember these people that the author is writing to so eloquently are not unfamiliar with religion. They came from a religious system, not out of a meth lab. They're not being tempted to go back to the world. They're being tempted to go back to an old religious system and to drift away, or he says, fall away from grace. He makes an argument that you should be further along by now. He says it in chapter five, that you should be teachers by now, but you're still dealing with the basics. 
And then he says that if you fall away from grace, that it's impossible to come back. And when I read that, I got depressed until I realized what he was really saying is that if you ever really get grace, you can't really fall away. And what he's teaching them, Jerry, is kind of like on tennis. He has to teach them to switch their grip. When I first came to get him to teach me, the first thing he said to me was, because I had developed my, my own unique style of playing tennis, I wasn't good at it or anything, but I had this certain way of getting the ball over the net that worked for me. And as long as the person on the other side of the net was less athletic than me, my way worked just fine. Or even if they were more athletic than me, I would only pick people to play against who I knew had never played. It was good for my ego and my self-esteem, but bad for my tennis skills. And when I first came out to Robert Stevens, if you want to look him up on Google, get him for a tennis teacher, he's pretty good. But when I first went out there, this made me mad because he said, let me see what I'm working with. Show me your serve. So I did what I do. You know, I had this little thing. I put my pointer finger on the racket like that. It's my grip. Okay. It puts the ball over the net six miles an hour maybe but it gets over the net into the box it works and when he saw my grip he said okay now you need to hold it like this and he switched my grip but let me tell you what happened when he switched my grip when he switched my grip the ball no longer went over the net instead it went over the fence when he switched my grip my percentage shots that went in the box went way down and i looked at him like i'm paying you for this crap you switched my grip, but you didn't fix my serve. But I didn't understand at the time that sometimes in order to get to better, you have to go backwards. Y'all help me preach if you have spiritual ears. Sometimes in order to get to better, you have to go through bad. And I'm preaching this for somebody today who has been feeling like things have been going backwards for you. The thing about it is, when God shows you a new grip called grace, for a little while in your life, it's harder for you because you're used to controlling things and manipulate things. And when you get something new, have you ever noticed if you get something new, even if it's better at first, it gets on your nerves because you don't know how to use it? And the temptation for us is, watch this, God will do a new thing in our life and he'll be teaching us to forgive and he'll be teaching us to get over offenses and he'll be teaching us to trust him and he'll be teaching us to find different ways to connect to joy and he'll be teaching us to not be so fake and he'll be teaching us not to live by our feelings. But then we look at what he fixed on our grip and we see our shot going so far over the fence and I wonder if I would actually be better off doing it the old way in the new way so I go back instead of moving forward into better he Amen. said you can't go back you, you have something better better when you get depressed you stop believing that when you get uncomfortable you stop believing that. You start trying to grip life like you used to. We gotta go backwards to get better. We gotta go all the way back to get better. That means I have to be comfortable 
in some seasons of my life, I'm looking in the camera because I think this is for somebody watching online. I have to be comfortable in my life to accept that sometimes loss is the way to gain. I have to be comfortable enough in my life to know that sometimes the most painful moments are the most purposeful moments. I have to be comfortable in my life to stop comparing myself so much with people who are not meant to be the standard anyway. Jesus is better. I know some of you are intimidated because you don't know if you're as good of a Christian as some of the other people in the room. But let me tell you something about being a better Christian. You know, uh, well, they're a better Christian than me. Look, they've memorized all this scripture. They're not better at Christians. They're better at memory. They just got a better memory. That doesn't make them a better Christian. The religious people that crucified Jesus had a good memory. They could quote all 600 plus laws. They're not better than you. I wish you would tell the person next to you, you're not better than me. Not when it comes to my purpose. See, better is relative to purpose. Can I preach this? So, so I walked into Guitar Center and I asked Jamie behind the counter, which one is better? I was buying software for Elijah to make beats. Which one is better? He said, that depends what you want to use it for. That depends how you intend to utilize the software. Better is relative to purpose. Some of you think that everybody else is better, smarter, taller. Maybe God needed somebody short enough to fit through that door. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe God needed somebody ignorant enough to display his wisdom. Maybe God may needed somebody humble enough to know that it is not I, but Christ in me. The hope of glory. And besides, if Jesus Christ walks in this room, none of us are going to have any fashion show to put on. None of us are going to roll out our righteous deeds. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And grace is a way of life because you need him like I need him. And his blood that was enough for you was enough for me. If it cleansed Billy Graham, it can hit me too. he's better because he's better and the fact that he's better doesn't mean that sometimes life won't get worse so we need a new definition of better what if better is not always higher what if better sometimes is deeper what if better is not always a feeling what if it's more like a foundation What if better is not always what God is doing for you, but sometimes it's what he's doing through you. They couldn't recognize Jesus when he came in the form of a baby because they were waiting for something better. They couldn't recognize Jesus when he was led away silently and didn't say a word before his accusers because if he's really the son of God, he should say something and come down. They expected better. And is it possible? that better is right in front of us and we don't even recognize it so we don't receive it. You know what? Some of us are so used to bad that we reject better when it comes. Sometimes backwards feels better. 
feels familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we'll go back to bad relationships because they feel better. Oh, I'm preaching now. It got quiet. When, when backwards, I call it the sermon when better feels backwards, but what about when backwards feels better? I think I'll just go back to this. I think I'll just go back to that. I think I'll just quit trying at this. I think I'll use my old grip. I'm tired of waiting on. That's what happened to Abraham, by the way. God told him he was going to do it a certain way, but he thought he knew better. So instead of waiting, he went in and slept with the servant of his wife, Sarai. Her name became Sarah. But Abraham went in and made a baby with her because God had a promise and a timetable for the promise. But Abraham, I know you never did this before, but he thought he knew better than God. And the Bible even uses this illustration of Abraham in Hebrews 6. He reaches backward to show them how much better it is to wait for the promise of God. He reaches all the way back to Abraham. That was like the progenitor or the father of the faith of the whole nation. This is what they came from. And now as they're tempted to go back away from what they're walking into, as their lives get worse, as their situation seems to decrease and diminish, he reaches back to Abraham and he talks about how he patiently waited for the promise of God, but that's not the whole story. See, before Abraham patiently waited for Isaac, the child of promise, to be born through Sarah, he got the word from God, and then he went and did something that he thought was better because he got tired of waiting. He had the right word, but the wrong womb. And so he went in. Now, I know why he did this. Because Abraham was from a place called Ur of the Chaldeans. And so are we. Not geographically, and it's spelled differently. He was from Ur, U R. But ours is spelled E R. Because anything that God does in our life, It's better. And there are things in your life right now that you're like, it'd be so much better if. Would it really? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. If I was famous, that would be amazing. I would be significant if people knew my name. Oh, really? That would be better? You never saw a celebrity commit suicide? Are you sure it would be better? Is that what better really is? Well, if I had this amount of money, I wouldn't have any problems. Are you sure about that? You never met a miserable rich person? I can introduce you to a few. It's, it's, not, it's not like this is new. It's not like it's only for the church here in Rome that is being persecuted for their faith. We are all drawn back to the land of Ur, of, of looking around and never feeling really enough and comparing ourselves to things that were never meant to be our standard. The only standard worthy of your comparison is the full potential of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I want to declare over some of our lives today, we don't even realize how good it already is. We are forgiven, set free, redeemed, breathing, clapping, walking, 
talking examples of the miracle working power of God. I release this over your life. It's already better. You can already rejoice. You can give thanks right now for His goodness. Crichton, better, 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 better. Don't let the quest for better in your life make you miss the grace of God that is already present. I'm preaching to every Enneagram one right now. It could always be better, but it already is. Look what I deserved, and look what he did. He did not treat me as my sins deserved. It's already better. I'm going to walk around saying that all week. It's already better. It's already. I'm going to declare it by faith on yeah. things that I'm waiting for God to yeah, do. It's already better. It's already better. It's already better. It's already better. Because once you give up the hope that it can never be better, the only option is to go back. And yet I'm so interested in how this writer constructs his argument. Better. Better. He starts the whole book of Hebrews talking about Jesus Christ in his glory. And, and, and he doesn't give an introduction. He just gets right to business. He grabs the mic, starts talking about long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. He's going backwards. He's giving them what so many of us desperately need in our lives, a frame of reference. You know, when the devil starts speaking to you, you lose all sense of where you really are in your life. And you lose all sense. You're, you're drifting now. You're falling now. You forget how good grace is because all you can think about is how bad you are. So he brings them all the way back. He rewinds it all the way back. And he says, long ago, in various times, various ways, God spoke through our fathers, the prophets. Give me the next verse. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Now he's beginning to construct the argument, Criton, everybody say Criton, not Crouton, but I'm, I'm going to help you remember it, Criton, better, he's going to introduce that word for the first of 13 times in this epistle, letter, declaration, that he said, I'm convinced of better things concerning you. Well, how do you know? You don't know me like that. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know what I'm actually dealing with. You're up here preaching all this stuff. You don't know my mom is sick and in a nursing home and I can barely afford to pay for it and I haven't been to visit her but once this year. You don't know, Gup, we're talking about better. Well, the writer of Hebrews says, let's go back. Long ago, in various ways and at various times, God spoke through the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things somebody say better yeah. come on I need full participation on every location say better yeah. Jesus is better the prophets were good Jesus is better the old way is good the new way is better Dunkin Donuts is good but Krispy Kreme is yeah. now I see the sign preach it pastor Fernand in these last days he has spoken by his son whom he appointed is a better operating system because he is the heir of all things through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance 
of the glory of God. It doesn't get any better. And the exact imprint of his nature. It is perfection in flesh. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Somebody shout better. Verse 4, and I'll leave you alone, says this. Having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Now what surprised me about that verse was not that he chose to say that Jesus is better than the angels. Of course the creator is better than his creation. He made the angels. It stands to reason that he's better than the angels. There is nothing in your life that God has given you that he is not greater than. Don't worship the gift. Worship the giver. The giver is the source. The gift is the resource. He's better. Somebody say he's better. That's the Greek word he translates. He says, having become as much, verse 4, superior. Crytone. Better. It's the same word. Better covenant. Better word. Better promise. Better ministry. Better. 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 Jesus is better than the angels. And I'm not surprised whatever you put in the next blank, Jesus is greater than. He's better than popularity. He's better than man's praise. He's better than a high you can get from some people. He's better than what you can put in your body and feel good for five hours. He's better, better, better. That's not what surprised me. What surprised me is when it said in verse four, part A, having become, because he already was perfect. So how did he become better? I know from my study of the word of God that he did not improve in character. I know from my study in the word of God that Jesus didn't go into the gym and get gains, bro. I know from what I know about his immutable, which means unable to be changed nature, that he didn't get better like people get better. So in order to understand when that shocked me, that just stopped me, I said, I know he's better, but he didn't become better. He was already better. And I had to go backwards to understand better. I'm gonna preach to y'all three. In verse three, it describes this process by which God became a man. What's better? A God or a man? So, right answer. Ding, ding, ding. Gold star. God. But it said he became better. He didn't get better. He was revealed as better. And how did he do it? Because how we think of better is we climb up. But Jesus is not Drake. He didn't start from the bottom. (laughs) Wow. God, this word is just blessing me enough to subscribe to the podcast. He, He started in a celestial space that is untouched by the temporal. He started in eternity and came into time. He started robed in divinity and glory and entered into flesh and shame. Watch verse three. It says he was the radiance of the glory of God. He didn't become that. He was that. He was the exact imprint of his nature. He didn't become that. He was that. He upholds the universe by the power of his word. That's not what he did. That's who he is. So how did he become better? He made purification for sins and then sat down. 
Jesus, I need you to hear this. For everybody who is dealing with shame and you feel like you've been going backwards because you keep slipping and you keep stumbling and you feel like I'm going backwards, I want to tell you, Jesus went backwards so we could see that he was better. Now I need 10 seconds of praise from the church from Nairobi to Gaston County and Valentine in the back section giving praise if you know he came down to lift me up and so if you've been going down lately if you haven't been feeling it lately if some things have been subtracted lately I wanted to declare you're getting better backwards God's gonna do it in you he is preparing you stand up and let me pray for the people God says sometimes you gotta get better backwards sometimes you gotta switch the grip and understand that it's his grace and mercy not your effort and your ability to walk in perfect faith I'm getting better backwards I'm getting better through the power of the things that I endure and I refuse to go back I refuse to go back when what I have is better make that declaration say what I have is better Uh, D.L. Moody the great evangelist was talking one time to a critic the man didn't like his preaching because he made too many grammatical errors and the man knew better English than D.L. Moody but just because you know better English doesn't make you a better preacher amen amen and even though the man criticized him he responded with humility and then the story that was told of him said that when a man approached him and said hey uh, I don't like the way that you give invitations I don't think it's I don't think it's good and he was used to bring so many people to Christ right this was back in the day when you couldn't leave a comment on somebody's YouTube you had to tell them if you didn't like them straight to their face these were better times no internet courage back then he said um, I don't like the way you do it and D.L. Moody said neither do I I'm, I'm trying to find a better way then he asked the man he said uh, how do you do it and the man said I don't I don't have a way <laughs> D.L. Moody said I like mine better then I like mine better I know it's not pretty sometimes and other people's